Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Salbona Tingan. Nijan Siswami. Lapila Wenunjan Baba. Amen, Baba. Amen. 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 Hi man, hi man, hi man. Manhattan's men cry too. We are easy, Amara. We are easy. Yo, even on a Friday, it's good. Hey. Jale, tell me about this song, Dingan. Firstly, let me start by greeting all the listeners. Welcome hosting Actually, it's my first time uh, on this platform. Thank yes, you very much, guys. Eh? Yes, welcome. We absolutely love and respect your craft, Baba. So it's Thanks. about time that you're here. The song Man Cries 2 is a song that takes me back to the challenges that I've been trying to fight, the challenges of and those kind of things are things that are challenging to our society today because as we know, men have feelings too. Yes. And as we know, men had too. That's why Mautia a high rate suicide my daughter because I can't open up. I don't have a platform. I can't talk to anyone about the I end up taking my own life or I end up you know they say they say hurt people hurt other people. Yes. So because of that, because of they can't open up and we end up doing stupid things. We end up hurting ourselves or hurting families or hurting kids or hurting our wives. So that's why I'm saying this song it's actually saying, guys, it's okay for you to cry. It's okay for you to open up and say, I need help. Mm. And that's why I love this song so much. And it's for society to actually be waiting for men to actually it's, say it's, those things. And, t- and, and It's and, for society, yes. It's for society to accept that a man can cry too. It's well. okay for a man to cry. Yeah, yeah. Man, Dingan, I love, love, love what you just said. And I can clearly tell where your headspace is around the GBV um, pandemic yes. that we're currently dealing yes. with in the country. But let's get back to your work, the reason why we know you. And, uh, you know, the character of James Mutsamai, which you've played yeah. for 19 years, do people still call you James when you're walking at a mall or, you know, you're, you're out <laughs> and about? Are they like, yeah, James, Unjan? <laughs> to, answer, to answer your question, the man who just called me now to put me on hold, the first thing he said, hey, how, how are you? James Mutsamai, I'm like, ah, bruh. <laughs> I'm like, ah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm accepted. The fact that people, wherever I go, I think even if I can stop acting tomorrow, wherever I will go, I will always be James Mutamai. Yeah, and I think that's good because there are those, you know, actors who play iconic characters that they carry those names or carry those characters throughout. I mean, I'm thinking of, um, you know, Nsiki from Generation. Exactly. Pamela Yeah, she will always be known as Nsiki. And it speaks to how you've embodied that character where wherever you are, people see you, yeah. James. Now, let's, yeah. let, let's talk about the evolution of both the character James as well as Udingan. 25 years in the game, mm-hmm. 25 years in the industry. It speaks to your staying yes. power. It speaks to, you know, you being relevant. Talk to me about the evolution. I remember you from Generation Days playing the barman. I was about to go there. I was about to go there. <laughs> 25 years in this industry was not a child's play. 25 years in this industry, I have scars that I can show people. I have blood, sweat, and tears. I didn't, I, I didn't get here because... 
I was clever. I didn't get here because I'm smarter than everybody else, but I got here because of determination, of perseverance, of patience, and of hard work. And unfortunately, these days, when you talk to the new and upcoming artists, they want quick stuff, they want shortcuts, they want... And I always say to them, guys, that's not how it's done. It's never... That's why you would see... Uh, people coming into the industry within three, four years, they, dis- they disappear. We don't know where they went. Because this industry, a lot of people perceive this industry as a quick... Uh, you, you come in quickly and they see James Mutamai on TV, they think that life you live on TV of Ferraris and everything is the life that you live on your day-to-day life. And it's not true. So when they come in here and they realize... Because you have to start somewhere. When, you, when they come in and they realize it takes a lot, people run. Yeah. So the 25 years, the 25 years was because of blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of hard work, a lot of perseverance, a lot of understanding, and a lot of determination. That's why 25 years later, I'm still here talking to you. Dingana, I want to talk about the highs and the lows of the industry. You talk about blood, yeah. sweat, and tears. Let's talk about the very, very high moments in your career and the very, very low moments, because I don't want people to get an idea that the entertainment industry is just fun, fun, fun. Yeah. It's, not. Yeah. it's not. So talk to me in your career, 25 years, the highs as well as the lows. The, let me start with the, the highs. The highs is um, being recognized by the industry to a point where, you know, you start being headhunted. Yes. You start having everyone, everyone saying, dude, we see what you're doing. Yeah. We see you. We recognize. Can you, can you come closer and we do this thing together? And that is a good feeling because it shows that what you... And the highs, it's when you walk out. Even though I know we get tired because of 25 years later, but you walk out and the minute you step out of the car or you step out of wherever you step out, you have a grandmother that says, my child, come here. I need to talk to you. Well done. You are doing well. Yes. You know, Labo Mama Zala, Labo Koko, Labo that will come and appreciate the smaller and kids that you're thinking at Nano Tlobalele, but they still scream your name. James Mutama, you're thinking, ah, but Mwango plays at nine. You guys were supposed to be sleeping at that time. How do you know James Mutama? Those kind of things, they fulfill my heart. And the highs in this industry is me going out there with the kind of shoes that I did outside Mwango, helping people and seeing people smile at the end of the day and coming back and saying, dude, you have done well. I'm going to give you a short story of the cream of the of the top of the cream in what happened in my career. Yeah. It didn't have anything to do with my career, but it, it had something to do with me being denied. One yeah. day, I, I I don't even remember, but I just got this call from this guy beginning of January, and he says to me, "Dude, I need to meet you." So, cut the long story short, this man I ended up meeting him, and he says to me, "There was a day where you were passing back station, and I don't know where you were coming from, but I was sitting there, and you approached me and said." What's wrong with you? And I remember that guy. Mm. What's wrong? What's happening? The guy says to me, dude, I need 100 bucks. And at that time, I think I only had about uh, 800 rands, but it was about 200 rands the first. So I gave him the 200 rands and said, because you can see a guy who wants to use money for good things and a guy who wants to use it for other things. So I gave him the 200 bucks. To cut the long story short, this man came back to me. End of January said to me, dude, the 200 rands you gave me, gave me an opportunity to take a, a, a bus to go home and bury my mother. Oh, wow. Today, I'm a, I, I, I run my own law firm, so should anything happen that needs legal advice, don't worry, I am here for you. That's what, you, 
I promise you, I kid you not, let God, wherever he is, he's looking at me. He's, that man, the moral of the story is never judge a book by his cover. Never take anybody for, never take anybody, never, never underestimate anybody. 200 rands that I gave a guy years ago, today bought me a legal team. Sure. Wow. Those are my highs. Those are my highs. My lows are two things. In this industry, you will come and work. Sometimes you will struggle with getting paid. Because yeah. most of my work, most of my work, I've done it with our national broadcaster, and we know there was a time our national broadcaster was going through a lot where they didn't have money and stuff. So we would go about two months without getting paid. Those are the kind of things that you need to persevere and understand and be strong for. My the worst thing that has ever happened to me in this industry was when Lindy who played dudes, he was shot. Oh my goodness! Now, yes. now, now that destroyed me. Sure. That that did not only destroy me as Dingan, but it nearly destroyed the whole production, oh the whole Mubango, because this was our dear sister, our dear sister, and she was short. And that happened a week after a crew of Mubango was coming from Venda to shoot, and they got an accident uh, around Polokwane. A week later, Lindy was short. Those were my lows for me. Sure. Papa, thank you so much for sharing those highs and those lows and being so honest. Now, let's go back to your craft, your work, a character that you've played for 19 years, James Muzamai. What can we expect? What what are the plots, the twists, the turns that we can expect (laughs) from that character? (laughs) You know, it's refreshing these days because wherever I go, uh, people call me Angel of Justice because... James says uh, he was just enough. He thought, no, you know what, I'm enough. People have been, I've been a nice guy taking care of everybody and mm. people have been walking all over me, taking advantage. He says, well, not Tenda. Come here, I want to sort you out. <laughs> so he took Tenda, so, so, and he called himself Angel of Justice. So wherever I come, people are like, yeah, Angel of Justice. <laughs> so all I'm saying is people, I know they're expecting that sweet James understanding businessman type, but... He's human. He's got the other side as well. So that's what they should be expecting. Oh, wonderful. I'm looking forward to that. Besides you being really great at what you do, uh, being an actor, being a presenter, being a voiceover artist as well, you're also a philanthropist. I mean, you shared a story of you giving you 200 rand to a gentleman that you you didn't know at Park Station. And, you know, what a beautiful story. Take us through some of the work that you do where philanthropy is concerned. Um, there are a lot of things that I do. You know, I'm the, I'm the kind of a person who, I know a lot of guys that would uh, help out people and take videos, but I, I've, I've been doing things, I mean, from a young age, yeah. without even before the cameras were there, yeah. without without taking videos. At the moment, I'm actually um, in connection with uh, MICT feature. Um, I'm, I'm getting my accreditation because in the area northwest, the Breadside, uh, Rustenburg, uh, I want to actually go there and take these kids. You know, we have a lot of people who have qualified and who have graduated, but they're sitting at home and they, 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 they've got nothing to do. So yeah. at the moment, that's what I'm trying to do. Take them, bring them to uh, to, to MIC theater and and uh, uh, educate them about TV, drama, uh, production, yes. film industry, and music and radio. Yes. That's that's the biggest thing that I'm going to be doing, uh, hopefully starting from next month. That's what I'm going to be doing now. Let's talk about music because of all the Aha. things that you do, Dingan, music was never something that I thought, you know what, 
I expect him to go that direction. But in actual fact, you've got a hit single out called Gabadia. The music side of you, where did that love come from? How did you find yourself in a studio recording an Ama Piano track for that matter? Now, this is what people never knew. I was actually a singer before an actor. I grew I promise you, I grew up in the I grew up from a family that we used to have a choir at Lap and Tab. Uh, kind of a choir and then I graduated from that. I, I started having, you know, those groups of four guys singing a cappella and those things from high school. I was doing that from high school. Came back, joined the SABC. I was actually in the SABC choristers, the SABC choir that went Hi. to France in 1998. <laughs> I was there singing. I was in that choir. Sure. So music has so, so, been there from the beginning. So, so a lot of people didn't know. Before I was an actor, I was actually in music. Now, I was not in the kind of music that I'm doing now, yes. but I've always been in music. So now this time, joined my, uh, the other channel and started working with them. And then a guy called Usi Heshavalala, his stage name is Pubesu, says to me, ah, manna, you know what, what's the worst I could do? Come on, let's do a piano. But what people don't understand is, they look at Kapadia and they say, okay, we hear Kapadia. A lot of people like it. And a lot of people and a lot of people are saying, no, but what, what's wrong? Music, yeah, yeah. And, I, and they don't understand the vision behind it. Kapadia, I like it. I love music. My piano is nice. I love It's an authentic South African sound. Yeah. I love it. But the biggest thing that I'm doing Kapadia for is to open gates for the producers, the young producers that have been rejected oh. before. That's what I did. Again. I joined... I joined young producers that have tried and tried and tried and have been rejected. So I thought if I attach my name to this, at least it will, it will get some attention. And I was right, it does. Sure. Now, are, the, are you going to explore other genres? Because you speak about, you know, having been part of a choir. And <laughs> now, Amapiano, yes, is very... It's hot right now. Everyone is dancing to a song. You know, Mapiano is the, is the sound right now. Are you going yes, to explore yes. other genres like soul, R&B, Afropop, Guaido, maybe? You know, actually, I, I my first love is R&B. Mm. But uh, as you know, when, when times goes and you grow older and the voice gets thicker and thicker, you're not, you're not sounding like you were when you were in high school. Yes. I'd like to do the R&B. I'd like to go back to uh, where I started. But that will ha- will only happen if time allows. If I'm at piano goes and it goes the way I want, and the young boys are coming. Because I have a lot of young boys. They they DM me. They're like, no, we recognize. We see what you're doing. I Can, we, can you please um, do a single with me? So... They're coming thick and fast, and they're coming. So I don't know who to help and who not to help. So if it happens that I do get time, I'd actually like to go back to where I started, which is R&B. And will you be working with up-and-coming producers, or do you have you know, someone who's well-established in mind? And I'm also thinking duets, collaborations. Um, let's dream right now, Dingan. The world is your oyster. You can have let's be any honest. collaboration be... you want. Go I ahead. would like, I don't want to lie to you. Yes, as much as I'm helping the young and upcoming, but I would like to work with Kabza. I would Aha. like to work with Maporisa. Aha. I'd like to work to uh, uh, Anzani. I would like to work to... Uh, work with Amifagu, I would 
love wow. to work with those guys. Wow, they're listening right now. Hopefully, I would love to work with those guys. Oh, that's incredible. Now, we've got people that absolutely love you, Dingan, and they've sent through comments on social media when we posted that you'll be here. One of them is yes. Andrew, who says um, he was also a contestant on Jam Alley. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, how can I forget that? Actually, actually, that was my television debut. Which song did you sing, Dingan? Song for Mama. <laughs> I sang Song for Mama by Boy Team Man. I remember very well. I was wearing uh, the very first T-shirt, Bafana Bafana T-shirt, the very first one. Yeah. What stripes? I was wearing that T-shirt and black that... jeans. I remember that day very well. <laughs> did you get a jam blaster and the chocolate? Uh, they said I won the gem plaster, but they never gave me the gem plaster. <laughs> I won the chocolate, and I got 2,500 because uh, I was the winner that day, but I never got my gem plaster. All right. Monica says, this guy is great. I watched Mobango just for his character. He's such a great actor. Um, love his voice, too. Opumza says, the guy started from generations as an extra. He is legendary. Of course. He's legendary. Of course. Yes. You know, your hit single, Gabadia. Dingan mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. out. Nah. Where can people listen to it? Kapadia is everywhere. You go to Spotify, you go to iTunes, when you go now? to YouTube, you when go now? everywhere. You just you, know? you just you download it, you stream it anywhere and everywhere where you want. And what are you currently working on other than the music? Other than the music, uh, he is actually an entrepreneur. Very silent one. Mm. Um, um, has a company called DSK Development, and he's got a company called uh, a company called Sasso Properties, and he's got a company called DSK Film and Production. Well, now. now, now those are the kind of things I'm doing with Sasso Properties. We are in uh, development, we are in uh, renovations, yes. we are in rentals, and we are in, uh, oh, there's a DSK uh, boating. And we also have boats that are running in RTBS. Uh, Sasso Properties has um, a guest house, and we're planning to, uh, to have more guest houses around RTBS. So those are the kind of things that I'm dealing with at the moment. Diversification. I mean, multiple multiple income streams. That's what everyone is talking about now. COVID-19 has taught us you can't rely on one source of income. So it's really inspiring to see you dabble in a bit of this, a bit of that, and uh, thriving, you know? So that's good. Thank you for that. And um, Thank you very much. Also, your supporters, how do they interact with you? You know what? Um, I, I don't know. I might be blowing my own horn, but the guys, the supporters that are following me or following me on Instagram and TikTok, those guys, they actually say to, to me, hey, dude, you know what? You are a pressure of fresh air because every time I try, I try my level best, every single comment that comes in. Sure. Of course, I'm not going to cover everyone. Of course. But, but a lot of comments that come in, whether they're talking about the song, whether they're talking about mobile, or whether they're talking about other things, but I try my level best. To, to reply. Of course, it's not going to be always positive feedback. Yes. But, I mean, 
batting isizulu ikonkota ehambayo if 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 nobody's criticizing you if nobody's saying anything you must you must just know you're not doing anything you must worry you are just sitting you must worry people must criticize then you know you're doing something right if one you think one even Nelson Mandela was criticized they go do must criticize everybody was is criticized so criticism is good because it simply means you are doing something. Let's wrap this interview up with the last song that you requested. Boys to Men, Water Runs Dry. Talk to me about that one. Hey, Talk to me about that one. Hey, wena. Ungenzani, Mara. Water Runs Dry. You know, you know this, this interview is so special to me. I'm always, you know, I used to call, and I don't think these guys are you. Abobonga and Xeni, when they're talking about politi- politics and stuff, I would call and talk to them, but they just didn't know who they were talking to. Oh, wow. So, I'm telling you, I've I always I've always been a caller on uh, on on this platform, but they didn't know what Water Runs Dry. Water Runs Dry is a song that reminds me the first time I fell in love, the first time my heart was broken, and the first cassette that I bought. I could not afford the whole album. I bought a single of Water Runs Dry. Sure, and this is how we're gonna end the interview with Boys to Men. Water Runs Dry. Baba, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing all of that on this platform that clearly you love. You love Radio Two Thousand. I do. I do. I do. And last words to your fans, to people that love you, to people that follow you, to people that admire you. What would you like to say to them? What I can say to those guys is never, ever let anybody determine your destination. Just like that. Do you, do you. If you're going to do something, do it to the best of your ability. If you're not going to do it, don't do it. Stop doing things half-heartedly. What is the worst that could do? DSK is singing today. People will criticize, but what is the worst that could do? But what is the worst that could happen? And look where that singing has gotten you. Here on a national radio platform. There's a... A beautiful platform, a beautiful platform that I've always loved. Now I'll ask you a question. There's a there's a there's a person who wrote in and said that man started as an extra. Had I listened to people, would I be where I am today? That person is right. I started as an extra, but where I am today is because I never people criticized. People will come and say, ah, oh, nah, they are going by men in a I didn't care. I knew what I wanted. So what's the worst that could happen? People must, the last word to me, uh, to people from me is, let us stop, let us stop assuming, let us stop jumping to conclusions, let us stop uh, 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 judging people. If you stop those three things, your life will be better. Asishi Baba, thank you so much. Radio 2000 Podcast.